previously on Uncharted Territory. Ready? Ninja replied with a nod. I am, my lord. Good. Then let's start... Ninja disappeared. The next thing I knew, I felt the backside of her blade pressed against the side of my neck from behind. Mimic pointed its tongue at Ninja to change its bet after seeing that. This is episode 6. Ninja defeated me. I got my ass kicked. No, just saying that I got my ass kicked was probably an insult to what actually happened. Ninja destroyed me. The good news was that I no longer felt even the slightest bit of worry over bringing her on expeditions with me. She was blatantly more than capable of protecting herself. The bad news was that I realized just how weak and inexperienced I was. She was genuinely incredible. No matter what I did, I wasn't able to land a single hit on her. I didn't even get close to hitting her, not even once. It was like she knew my every move before I even knew it, masterfully evading all of my swings while countering with her own taps against my body. Had she actually been swinging the sharp edge of her blade at me? Then with how many times she hit me, I would have been sliced into hundreds of tiny little chunks by the end of the battle. Instead, the only damage I took was to my ego. But I was happy that I did it, even if it meant learning just how bad I was. Now that I knew just how far I had to go still, since it was my first time ever fighting another person like that, I felt inspired, motivated to learn and grow. I couldn't imagine myself ever becoming as incredible as her, but I wanted to do my best to catch up. Guide, however, insisted that we go back inside so that she could make sure I was all right after that sparring session. And her method of making sure that I was all right included kissing every single spot on my body where Ninja tapped me with her sword. And then she started kissing the parts where Ninja didn't tap, too. Once that was over with, though, it was time to go back out and gather more resources. The day couldn't be spent only lounging in bed and getting put in my place by Ninja. We still had resources to gather and I wanted revenge on some of those zombies. So, me, Ninja, and Mimic went back to the usual cave. Instead of going down through the cave's natural opening, though, I had us climb up onto the hill to look around. I probably should have done that sooner, since it offered a pretty good vantage point of the surrounding area. Though, I still couldn't see much due to the surrounding trees that were taller than the top of the hill, but I did see what I figured I would find. In the distance, on the other side of the hill, I could barely make out the bottom of it due to some trees blocking the view, but I saw what looked like the bottom of a small white shack. The kind of white shack that featured a secret elevator to take people down into the lab mini-dungeon. Taking that directly down would be better than going through the cave system again, We'd also arrive at the official start of the dungeon, instead of the back of it, and the starting points were typically designed to offer a bit more safety. But, with those changes being made that weren't in the original game, 
nor added from any mod, like those vents. I had no idea if that would still be true or not. It was still a good option, though. The elevator not only provided easy access directly to the lab, but it provided an easy and quick escape from the lab. If any of us got seriously injured, we wouldn't have to climb back through the cave to get to the surface. So, we went to the shed. We started to, anyways. As soon as we got close enough to see more details of the shack, I pulled Ninja behind a tree to block us from its sight. My, my lord? Ninja asked, her ears twitching and her cheeks reddening as I held her against me by my arm around her waist. I forgot about a modded feature, I said. Thankfully, Mimic got the idea and hid behind the tree with us. I peeked around the tree and saw a sight that was both incredible and scary. Automated turrets. See those two things sticking up from the ground in front of that building? I asked, letting Ninja peek around the tree with me. I believe so, Ninja answered. Those constructions with the barrels? Yeah, those are automated turrets. They'll shoot at anything that gets close to them. They didn't exist in the vanilla game, but they got added via mods as an early base defense that could be stolen. If I can get them intact, that'll be great for us, because they're pretty overpowered for how early they can be acquired. The first vanilla automated base defense building is supposed to be a magical sapling that shoots acorns at enemies. That normally wouldn't be available until after another few bosses, unless you skip normal progression. But these turrets? You can easily find them way sooner than that. They might not deal as much damage, despite shooting bullets instead of acorns, but they're still great to have. If I can get them, they'll kill anything that spawns around our house pretty easily. Oh, I see. And how do you acquire them? By getting in close and breaking them with a pickaxe. If you hit them with regular weapons, they'll get destroyed. But if you break them with a pickaxe, then they become dropped items you can pick up and place wherever you want. And once you place them down yourself, they become friendly and won't shoot you. I see. The problem is that while they don't fire that rapidly, they deal a decent amount of damage and have good range on them. If I just run up there, with the world on the hardest difficulty, I'd probably die in just a few shots. I looked down at Mimic. I didn't want to put Mimic in harm's way, but Mimic had high defense and far, far more health than me. It should easily be able to sit in front of them and tank damage for a while. I'd feel a bit bad about it, but it was the best solution. Mimic, I need you to tank those turrets for me, I said. Don't attack them. You're able to destroy them with how much damage you do. Just distract them for me. Can you do that? Mimic nodded its body before hopping out from behind the tree. It then hopped closer and closer until we were able to hear a warning beep from the turrets that signaled Mimic being in range. A second later, and two gunshots rang out. Then we heard the sound of bullets crashing into Mimic's body. Checking on Mimic's health, it did take damage, but not enough to worry about. It'd probably have to sit in front of those turrets for a couple of minutes to get killed, and I had no intention of letting it take that long. Stay here, I told Ninja, and unwrapped my arm from her. Ninja looked hesitant to follow my request, but she didn't fight it. With that, 
I switched to my slimy pickaxe and charged out from the tree while making sure to go wide around Mimic. The turrets were spaced with one near the front of the shack and the other behind it. There was no clear approach that broke line of sight from both of them, but I was able to break the line of sight from the one in the front by approaching the back of the shack. But as soon as I got closer to the shack than Mimic was, the rear turret beeped again and turned to face me, aiming its barrel directly at me in an instant. Fortunately, we were in a forest. Forests had trees. Trees made good cover. I jumped behind the nearest tree to break sight from it, prompting the turret to look at Mimic again and fire another shot. That was only the second time I ever had a gun pointed at me. I thought it would have been scarier, but it turned out to be nothing compared to the first time it happened. Thanks, Dad. I took a deep breath. If I waited until it fired at Mimic again, then I'd have enough time to get behind another tree closer to it. I could time my movement to only run when it was reloading. Sure, I could probably take one or two shots from it without dying, but I didn't want to get shot. I was pretty sure that even if I would have enough health to survive that, getting shot would still do more damage to me than it would do to Mimic. Nothing really seemed to hurt Mimic. After all, Mimic got stuck inside of a boss's mouth and acted like it was no big deal whatsoever before. Even now, when I looked over at it, it was just happily sitting there, trying to catch the incoming bullets with its tongue. Another shot. I ran out from cover, earning the turret's aim, and dove behind the next tree. If I remembered correctly, it would take about three swings from my pickaxe to break the turret. It would definitely be able to get off a shot within that time, but I was pretty sure I'd be close enough that I could practically hug the base of the turret so that I'd be too close for the barrel to aim at me. Another shot. Another move. There weren't any more trees between me and the turret, and Mimic's health dropped by about 15%. Another shot. I jumped out from behind cover and charged toward the turret as quickly as I could. It tracked me with perfect precision, but it wasn't able to fire again before I was close enough to dive and slide underneath its barrel just as it fired. At that point, I was technically in the turret's line of sight, even though it couldn't aim at me. So, all it could do was desperately swivel around to try and aim its barrel at me. And it was too dumb to aim at Mimic, as it was only capable of aiming at the nearest target. I win, I told the turret, before swinging my pickaxe into its metallic base. One, two, three, four. It took four hits in total, but the fourth hit was enough to break the turret and cause it to convert into an item that immediately got sucked into my inventory. Security turret added to inventory. Gotta love video game physics, I said, before standing up and walking around to the corner of the shack. The other turret aimed at my head as soon as I peeked around the corner to look at it, and I realized how close I was to getting headshot when it immediately fired at Mimic after I pulled my head back behind cover. I waited until after it fired its next shot before going for it. And as soon as it fired, I went for it. Security turret added to inventory.
All right, I shouted to Mimic and Ninja. It's safe. You can come up here. Mimic and Ninja practically raced to see who could reach me first. Ninja won. But while Ninja might have won, I made sure to give Mimic some attention by crouching down and petting it while checking it out for any injuries. As far as I could tell, there weren't any. Good job, I praised. You're the best living chess that a man could ever ask for. Mimic slipped its tongue out from its body to lap at my face. Then it dropped something in my hand. A bunch of bullets. I knew there was no way for Mimic to have caught them all, so I had to guess that some penetrated Mimic. But Mimic's body healed, and it was able to collect the bullets from the inside of its body? Uh, I wasn't sure how the biology of a Mimic worked, but I had to admit that it got me curious. So, that is a gun, Ninja said. What interesting technology, though... I must admit, it is rather deafening to hear. You've probably got pretty sensitive hearing, don't you? I asked. Ninja nodded. I gave the bullets back to Mimic so that it could do whatever it wanted with them before standing up and petting Ninja's ears. Sorry that you had to listen to all that. It, it is nothing, my lord. Ninja might have said that, but the wagging of her tail made it pretty clear she was happy for my words and petting. Is it too loud to deal with? Because I was thinking of putting them down in the elevator. That way they can open fire on any zombies that might be waiting for us down there as soon as the door opens. But if it's too loud, we... Ninja shook her head. Please, do not worry about me. That's impossible. The sound may be painful to hear, but it is nothing I cannot handle and I will not grow used to it unless I am forced to be around it. Well, you're not wrong. Plus, there are only going to be even louder enemies, machines, and weapons later. But are you sure? Ninja nodded. I am. Please, do not hold back. It is only a minor discomfort. All right. Then, uh, let's go down there. Following a nod from Ninja... We walked up to the front of the white, abandoned shack. It looked extremely suspicious, since it was clearly made out of some modern material and was standing alone in the middle of a forest, not to mention the turrets. But the most important part was that the entrance to it was broken open. The doors looked like something burst through them from inside while leaving bloody stains in the interior. But there was something else else that I noticed. In the original game, the shack had a symbol on the side that referenced a certain corporation known for creating zombies in another video game series. But now, the symbol was different. It wasn't a picture of an umbrella like before. Instead, it was some black symbol with the design totally foreign to me. Why would that change? No mods changed it, so any change to it must have been from Dungeon Master, right? I wasn't sure. But I did know that the inside of the elevator looked the same. It was a simple, square platform that only had one wall actually connected to it, with a red button 
and blood stains. Aside from that, there was a flickering light on the wall with a broken screen underneath it. All of that was normal. The screen still displaying an image, and that image being the foreign symbol, was not normal. Regardless, we went inside and got on the platform. Before pressing the button, I made sure to place each of my new turrets down on it so that they could protect us as soon as we reached the bottom. It would be annoying to have to break them and move them over and over again as we progressed, but I wasn't going to not use turrets with infinite ammo to my advantage when fighting zombies that wanted to kill us. Ready? I asked. Ninja and Mimic both nodded. I am in your care, Lord Player, Ninja said. Right. Let's just hope the elevator doesn't break on us, I said before pressing the button. There was a pretty loud clanking sound when I pressed the button, followed by some mechanical whirring, but the elevator did properly begin to descend at a safe pace a moment later. However, while the elevator might have worked when it was supposed to, the screen that was supposed to be broken switched from displaying an unknown logo to displaying a video that looked like security camera footage, with a date in the bottom corner from over 30 years ago. And in that footage was a scene of a robed and masked figure standing perfectly still in the middle of an empty room. Thank you for joining us on another thrilling adventure of Uncharted Territory. The excitement, danger, and magic of Uncharted Territory continues to unfold, and we can't wait to share what's in store for our next episode. So, mark your calendars, because next Friday, we'll dive back into the game world for more action, mystery, and unexpected twists. Before we part ways, remember that your feedback and support keep this journey alive. If you have any questions, comments, or fan theories, Tweet at us at utpod-. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep exploring.